Anna Undreaming is the first book in the dark fantasy trilogy Mythic's Fade by Thomas Welsh. It follows Anna, a student surviving in the city who stumbles into the world of the dreamers. Artists so preeminent in their fields that they can paint, dance, sew or sing new realities. As her existence spirals into wonder and danger, Anna must look deep within herself and face the horrors of her own past to save her old world as well as her new one. Listeners should be aware that the extract contains swearing and brief references to sexual violence. Anna Undreaming by Thomas Welsh Chapter 1 Anna rocked the candle back and forth, examining the wax as it thickened and set around the edges. The blackened wick, now extinguished, puffed out little coils of grey smoke. Why do you always do that? asked Sue. I just like playing with the flame. Sometimes it lights itself again. Sue wrinkled her nose and shook her head. No, it doesn't. Sorry, Dean, she's in one of her moods again. Dean smirked and fingered his well-groomed beard like he was about to say something clever. It was a practiced affectation. Sue looked at him with wide eyes and left a long space in the conversation, but no one filled it. Anna winced as her friend coiled a lock of blonde hair around one finger while staring at Dean's lips, forcing her gaze away while maintaining as neutral an expression as she could manage. Anna turned her attention back to the candle. The bar was busy, but they huddled intimately round a small table in a quiet corner. Anna wondered what they must look like to an outsider. The soft orange light might hide each of their flaws. A stranger might think Dean's smile looked friendly rather than predatory. Sue might seem serene rather than desperate. And Anna knew she looked tired, but from a distance the dark circles under her hollow eyes might seem to disappear. From far enough away she might even look happy. Although she looked at their faces, in her peripheral vision Anna saw Dean's hand sliding up her friend's thigh. It made her uncomfortable. Sue was right, she was maudlin tonight, but she was also wary. Dean's words were honeyed, but too smooth, too sincere. In the spaces between the jokes he would look directly into Anna's eyes. There was an implicit challenge. He wanted Sue, and Anna didn't want him to have her. Dean gave Anna a wink before turning to face Sue. Did you know that if you tell a lie, there's a way your body gives it away, and I know what to look for? It's a little thing you absolutely cannot hide. Should I show you? Sue nodded eagerly, her eyes shone. Probably wouldn't work on Anna. We all know she's a robot. Never mind her, do me, said Sue. She laughed too hard, but Dean gave her a serious look. Okay, now look straight into my eyes. I'm going to ask you some questions, okay? You have to keep looking into my eyes. Sue sucked her lips nervously and gave him a short nod. Anna glanced around the bar looking for a distraction. Her gaze rested on the barman at the other side of the room. A young, nervous-looking boy with a wispy moustache. He was leaning on the bar and frowning. When she caught his eye, he gave her a tiny conciliatory nod. She gave him a little thumbs up in return, then looked back at her two companions and wished she hadn't. "'You're not going to hypnotise me to do things, are you?' asked Sue. She used a tone of voice Anna had never heard her use before. Childlike, 
baby talk. Oh, for fuck. Anna caught herself too late. Sue shot her an angry glance. What? What is your problem? It's fine, it's fine, said Dean. Anna's too clever for my tricks, isn't that right? Dean turned his whole attention to Anna. He was waiting for an answer. She raised her head, put the candle to one side and looked back at him flatly. Yes, she said, keeping her expression neutral. Dean leaned back in his seat, ignoring Sue now and addressing only Anna. You're the smartest person here, right? Real clever. What is it you're studying again? Feminism? Sue picked up her drink and sipped as she tried to look nonchalant, but her legs shook nervously under the table. No, replied Anna. You're writing a thesis though, right? The benefits of celibacy based on personal research? Dean's clear blue eyes shone. He was loving this. Sue laughed for a fraction of a second, then stopped when no one else joined her. There was a sliver of concern in her conflicted expression, but not enough. Anna didn't look away. I've heard people talking about you, Dean. I've heard rumours. Anna, snapped Sue. Why do you always do this? We're having a nice time. Why do you always have to be like this? Dean's smile widened. Since the accident, right, Sue? People talk about you too, Anna. People spread terrible rumours. I think it fucking sucks. They say it was your fault he died. Why would they say that? Anna almost flinched. But though her stomach twisted in knots, she willed herself to stay calm. He wanted a reaction, and she refused to give him that. She nodded, nonchalantly. Dean leaned his big hand across the table and touched her arm. She forced herself not to yank it away. We're here for you, Anna. It wasn't your fault, okay? He flashed her a tiny smile, then squeezed her arm hard. It hurt. See, Sue grinned, oblivious to the tension. I told you he was okay. I told him everything that happened to you and he doesn't mind. We're all here for you, Anna. Even after Dean let her go, her arm throbbed. Anna's head spun. She forced herself to calm down. She wouldn't storm off or shout or scream. That's what he wanted. If this escalated into a full-blown argument, Sue would be in trouble. She was enthralled by Dean, and he was trying to drive a wedge between them. To protect her friend, Anna had to assuage Dean's suspicions while placating her friend. Taking one long breath, she centred herself, settled back into her seat, and gave them a smile so good it was almost real. Thanks, guys. I'm just touchy, you know? Just ignore me. Sue smiled with relief. Oh, don't worry. We don't mind. Anyway, why don't you tell us about that mystery man of yours, your internet guy, Tej? Who's this, then? asked Dean with a sickly sweet smile. Tej? Is it another gamer nerd? Or are you a cam girl now, stripping your way through college? Relieved that the focus was moving away from Sue and glad that Dean was no longer touching either of them, Anna relaxed a little. She shook her head. No, he was... that was a mistake. He was someone I met online. He was an expert on... well, he seemed to be an expert on everything. He knew a lot about the philosophy I was reading for my thesis. Absurdism and Albert Camus. But I haven't spoken to him since I graduated. He turned out to be a major psycho, interjected Sue with relish. 
Like what? asked Dean. Obsessed stalker? No, not that kind of psycho, said Anna. Kind of worse. He told me he knew Camus personally. But he's been dead for hundreds of years, said Sue. Anna and Dean shared a look, but neither spoke. Anyway, Anna went on. I don't talk to him anymore. He got very weird. Maybe he was weird from the start. He had a lot of ideas about the world that were... Look, it doesn't matter. It was never going to work out. They shared an awkward silence. Anna opened her mouth to speak again, but Dean broke in. You just need a good man. Sure, that's what I need. He smirked in response to her sarcasm, but went on. And not one you meet online. That's not working. You know what Einstein said? Insanity is repeating the same actions and expecting different results. Sue nodded thoughtfully like this is sage wisdom. But Anna smiled broadly. Einstein? Einstein didn't say that, and even if he did, it's fucking stupid. I mean, it literally makes no sense. Do you roll dice over and over and expect to get the same number every time? For a moment, Anna was genuinely happy at Dean's furrowed brow. Sue waited for him to retort. Instead, he pushed Anna's drink across the table to her. Drink up, smartass. You win this round. She smiled and finished her rum and coke. Even if the company wasn't good, she was happy she could still amuse herself. Her head spun a little from the drink. She let herself enjoy it. Well, I have to go to the ladies, said Sue. You kids chat among yourselves. Sue unsteadily clambered over the low stools as she left, and Anna mused that her friends seemed a little more drunk than she should be. Anna fidgeted absent-mindedly with her ring, twisting it round and round while Dean watched Sue go. He rubbed his biceps unconsciously, forcing Anna to notice the definition of the man's upper body in his tight shirt. He was broad and powerful. She brushed a red curl from her face and waited for him to meet her gaze. She tried to sit up straight and appear as tall as she could, but still, he loomed over her. I am too smart for your tricks, she said. Not all of them, he replied without looking at her. He picked his beard absent-mindedly. What do you mean? She won't go home with you. She's not like that. He turned to her, and for a moment he almost looked hurt. But when he answered, there was a sense of the inevitable in his tone. It's already decided. I'm an alpha, Anna. I get what I want. I'm not a bad guy, but in life, when you really want something, you have to be brave enough to go take it. There's no point denying what you want, and I want her. Anna shifted in her seat and considered chasing after Sue. Perhaps she could make an excuse for them to both leave now. She had to get away from Dean. We should play a game, he said, changing the subject. He rubbed his hands together with nervous energy. Anna shook her head, beginning to suspect something was seriously wrong, but he went on. So you think you're a pretty clever? That you're a good judge of people? Well, let's test that. I've put a little pill in one of these drinks. He slid two identical glasses across the table, leaving one slightly closer to Anna than the other. A little pill that would help anyone chill out, even you. If you choose the wrong one, me and Sue go home, and you have a little nap. Maybe some kind gentleman will escort you home. If you get the right one, though, and drink it down, I'll make an excuse and go home, and you can have your friend back for the rest of the night. What do you think? 
Anna's mind raced, time slowed to a crawl. The music in the bar seemed to fade. Had Dean planned this all along? Was this a joke? A trick? She felt the blood pumping in her ears. So if I say to you that this one on the right, he pushed the drink towards her, has the pill, would you believe me? Am I lying, Anna? Why don't you look into my eyes? Look into my eyes and tell me if I'm lying. Obeying him, Anna looked into Dean's eyes and saw the truth. This wasn't the real game. The real game had already taken place and she had already lost. Anna debated stepping away to call the police or signal for help, but he'd revealed his hand and there was no way he was letting her get away. She was trapped here with him in this quiet corner and he counted on her complicity. He was controlling everything about this situation and she had to take that control back. It all happened so fast. She flipped the table, or tried. It was heavy, but urgency lent her strength, and she pushed with enough force to topple the drinks, glasses clattering and shattering across the wooden floor. Dean shouted something unintelligible, and everyone in the bar turned to them. Good. She had to make a scene. She had to get to Sue. Legs of lead, head filled with fuzz, the stumble was almost a fall, but she pushed through it, getting as far as the bathroom door before she stopped to steady herself with both hands. Her legs felt like they were already asleep. The drug was fast. People got out of her way, but she was barely aware of them. Behind her, Dean might have shouted, but the sound was muffled, like she was underwater. Her mouth felt like it was stuffed with cloth, gagged. A calmness was falling over her mind like a shadow, dampening her fear and panic. It lied to her that everything would be okay. It robbed her of the anger and desperation she needed to fight. She raged against it. She might have screamed. Pushing through the heavy door, she almost fell down a set of stairs. Both arms shot out to grasp the walls on either side of the stairwell. She stumbled downwards, battering her way into the bathroom, and passed a woman to collapse into the bathroom stall. Barely aware of what was happening, Anna stuck two fingers down her throat as she leaned over the toilet bowl, her other hand instinctively pulling her long hair back behind her head. When the vomiting subsided, there was dry heaving that seemed like it would never end. Eventually, her gagging ended and all she felt was pain. On her knees on the cold floor, arms out to steady her, Anna's head pounded with every thudding heartbeat and her throat and mouth burned. In the distant background, she was vaguely aware that her phone was ringing. Unable to do anything but breathe in and out, Anna desperately tried to clear her head. No doubt he had slipped them both a pill, but she wouldn't let him do this. She would get to Sue. She had to give herself a moment. Just a moment longer. As soon as she caught up to them and could tell the police where Sue was, she would call them. Stealing herself to face Dean, Anna tried to catch her breath. She recited that old mantra in her head. The mantra she repeated for every man she ever met. Never play their game. Their game is always rigged.